0: For the video version of this podcast, please visit our YouTube channel, Daughters of the American Revolution National Headquarters. Otherwise please enjoy this audio podcast on your favorite streaming service.
1: It's just so exciting to be a DAR member during this time in our nation's history as we're coming upon the 250th anniversary of our nation.
0: Welcome to the DAR Today Podcast. I'll be your host during the Wright administration. My name is Brooke Bullmaster Stewart, and I have the honor to serve as the national chair of the DAR Today Podcast Committee. Well, this podcast is about our membership, who we are, what we're doing in our communities. However, for this one episode, I'll let you know a little bit about who I am. I'm a Southern California daughter, born and raised, the mother of five kids and the wife to the best man I know, Tom Stewart. I was so proud to be asked to serve as the chairman for this new national committee, and I'm prouder still of the incredible group of women with whom I'm blessed to serve. Editor and content writer, Chris hertz Joe Olson, our audio editor, our content writers, True Lewis, Sherry Stein, Paula Maco, and our contributing writer, Etta Reed. Our graphics editor is Cole Miller-Cohen. Our video editor is Kim Nesbitt. You'll get to know them in the coming years. We're all different, yet all share the same love for our country and for our DAR sisters. We're also big fans of our newly elected President General, Pamela Rouse-Wright, with whom I recently had the opportunity to sit down and chat. What a delightful, smart, and amazing woman she is. And here's a little bit of what she had to say. Pamela, thank you so much for being willing to sit down and talk with me today.
1: Oh Brooke, I'm delighted to be here, and congratulations on your inaugural edition of the podcast. DAR Today is going to be a wonderful source of information for our members and the public alike, and I just want to thank you for agreeing to serve as our national chair. Absolutely, my pleasure. We wanted to know a little bit about you. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your history and how you grew up. Well, I'm a ninth-generation Georgian. And my father was uh, on the general electric training program. So we moved around the United States as children about every two years. So if there was a family meeting, we knew that we were packing up to move. No matter what time of school year it was, we were on to a new adventure. So I ended up in Arkansas for high school and college. And now I'm a 40-year resident of the great state of Texas. Wow, isn't that
0: something. So you've really got some exciting goals for the right administration. And I know people can learn those by looking on the website. But tell us what you most want us to know about the right administration and how you will structure it, how you'll run things.
1: Yes, uh, the goals are are listed on our website and uh, in great detail, and it's just so exciting to be a DAR member during this time in our nation's history as we're coming upon the 250th anniversary of our nation. Mm -hmm. Um, We will approach our administration with a team mentality. We invite everyone to participate at all levels, and we plan to share the credit and the sparkle with absolutely everyone.
0: I love that. Um, What do you think? Pamela, is your greatest strength?
1: Um, One of my greatest strengths, I believe, is collaborating with others, you know, brainstorming, listening to different viewpoints, different life experiences, and then coming up with a vision that is in the best interest for the national society.
0: And tell us, do you happen to have any hidden talents or abilities that we don't know about?
1: Well, I'm not sure if many people know that I love to garden. My grandmother had flower beds around her house that were always in bloom. And as a little girl, I just remember the joy of picking the flowers um, at all all times of the day or night even. And I want that for my grandchildren. So I do love to garden. Yeah. Oh,
0: that sounds lovely. And tell me this, what, besides your DAR activities, of course, what would you consider to be an hour well spent?
1: Oh my goodness. For me, it is spending time with my uh, six adorable grandchildren and listening to their views on life because it's totally different for each age group. And it really brings you back and grounds you or grounds me in a really great way. That's wonderful.
0: And okay, silly little question, but just because we're wanting to get to know you more as, as a person and as a friend, um, what's your favorite color and, and also maybe your favorite flower?
1: My favorite color is pink, uh, a rosy pink, and my favorite flower is a daffodil. Oh, I love yeah. that. They're so happy, those flowers. Yeah. Aren't they? I love them. Okay, so besides the usual things,
0: clothes, shoes that we need to bring and pack for our national annual conference um, called Continental Congress um, for us DAR members, what would you say would be three or maybe four must-haves uh, that you have to pack for each Continental Congress?
1: Well, I pack my pillow because if you have um, a good pillow, you'll get a great night's rest, which is a must for DAR. Um, A good moisturizer because um, the air conditioner uh, in the hotel and and just the difference in location will wreck your skin. And then I have to have a makeup mirror where I can see to put my makeup on because the hotel lighting is not that good. And the fourth thing is don't let anybody shame you on the number of suitcases that you have. Just Pack your stuff up and bring it with you because you never know what you're going to need.
0: That's exactly right. I think that's a thing with all of us, isn't it? And then tell me this, just as a personal question. We all have our DAR insignia. And as president general, and I I don't know if everybody really realizes that when you become president general um, of our society, you will no longer be wearing your full insignia to any DAR events uh, because you'll be wearing that of Honorary President General. Will you miss being able to wear all of your insignia?
1: You know, actually, I know I will. I love my DAR insignia. You know, it, it tells the story of my membership, just like yours and all the other members out there. Each Pen represents um, a job where I served with great pleasure and met many friends. And I graduated to a five-wide, fourteen-inch ribbon at the very end. And um, they're not as heavy as you would think, but it just, you know, told my story. I think the insignia, um, or I know the insignia task force, had a, a slogan: "Tell your DAR story, one piece of insignia at a time." And it really is true. And um, yes, I will miss wearing those pins, but I'm also very proud to wear the President General's medallion. It's a beautiful medallion, isn't
0: it? Oh, it is. It really does tell your own story and everybody's needs to be their own unique uh, thing, I think. So right. I
1: Everyone's the same, but yet we're so different and there's beauty in being different because we all come together for a common cause and that's the United States of America. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time today. really appreciate it. Come back anytime. Oh, thank you for having me. And again, congratulations on on the DAR Today podcast.
0: Daughters from all over the world were recently asked to participate in the Independence Day Parade in the heart of Washington, D.C., and many answered the call. It was wonderful getting a moment before the event to talk with some of these daughters. Oh, good morning, I'm Cindy Newfold from Hayward, California. What are you most looking forward to? Just being here
2: in the moment and experiencing patriotism and America and D.A.R. Sisters. I got here a little bit early and it was so fun to see the firemen setting up the flag and the fire fire trucks and the Clydesdales and just all of the prep that goes into it and the energy here is fabulous. There's a concert in front of the National Archives we can enjoy. This is just an amazing experience. I'm so grateful to be here.
0: Hello, I'm Shirley Robbins-Jackie and I'm from the island of Guam. I've never walked in this parade before, but it's so exciting out here. I think everyone is ready in the DC metropolitan area for an event like this, where we just get to love on each other, love on the United States, and support one another
2: as good Americans. It's gonna be a good day.
0: Thank you.
2: And all of DC is just spectacular. It's wonderful to see everybody so excited to celebrate the 4th of July.
1: This is wonderful. This is Michelle Weary. I am chair for Community Service awards, and we are so excited. We are so ready. I'm I'm from the state of Kansas. This is my first time, I'm excited to be here to support my C.A.R. friends. Hey Brooke, how are you? Great! It's a great day, isn't it? It is. We're celebrating America's
0: independence. Have you ever walked in this parade before, Jenny? I have not, so this wow. is very special for me. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Stewart. You're welcome! <laughs>
1: Uh, My mom is in in D.A.R. I hope to be in D.A.R. when I'm older as
2: well.
0: Patriotism means many different things to everyone, but on this day, at its best, it was about gratitude. Peeking out from the crowds on the sidewalk, directly across from the main stage and with the Washington Memorial just within sight, Americans and visitors from all over the world gathered on Constitution Avenue, thrilled and excited, smiling and waving as the National Parade began. an
2: amazing way to celebrate. July 4th, our independence. We are
0: We are From the sidelines, friends enthusiastically waved to our fellow daughters carrying the array of flags that have flown over America down through the centuries. The excitement built as we watched our 46th President General, Mrs. Wright, lead the way with her executive board. The parade reminded everyone of the real meaning of this holiday, which is to celebrate America's birthday. Culminating a wonderful week of the 131st Continental Congress, celebrating ties of service and our nation's rich history, the return of the national parade on the 4th of July gave daughters renewed energy as we returned to our state and chapter societies ready to sparkle and roll up our sleeves for the love of service our DAR ties of service and friendship were renewed. As another summer comes to a close and students return to the classroom, our thoughts turn to our DAR school committee. We sat down with our national chair for this committee, Don Crumley-Lemangello, to chat about what her committee does and what's new during the right administration. I'm speaking today with Don Crumley Lemongello, the current national chair of the DAR School Committee. Don, thanks so much for talking with us today. You just served the previous term during the Van Buren administration as the Treasurer General, where you did an incredible job. And now, your role as national chair of this really vital committee that all of us in DAR are so passionate about. For those who don't know, explain the main role of the DAR School Committee, if you would.
2: Thank you. Uh, First, uh, thank you for having me. Uh, This is the first podcast I've ever done. So we will see how this goes. A little nervous about this. Um, The main role of the DAR school committee, I think, is to educate our members on our DAR schools and to continue to support them and and to promote the education within these schools, these five schools.
0: That's wonderful. And if someone had never heard of our organization, the DAR, what would you say was the reason that this committee was originally set up by the DAR? Like,
2: what was the need they saw at the time? So the committee was started under what they called the Patriotic Education Committee in 1903. So I think we were a new organization at the time. We're at, what, eight, eight years there. Mm-hmm. we we're, were a very new organization. And the ladies, we did not have public school system like we have now. And the ladies realized that there was a huge need to continue to educate children in rural areas. And in some cases, it's the, the Appalachian area. So that's where you see a lot of our schools right now and our five schools. And, and I think that was the real need is understanding that there were children that were not able to obtain an education and in a simple education. I'm not talking college education. I'm talking learning how to read, learning how to add, just, just your your basic elementary school education these these children were not able to receive that.
0: That's an incredible reason to start this committee. Yes. What yes. a noble purpose, right?
2: And and women with great vision. I, and I say that often about DAR, when you even look at our building and look at how they set everything up. These were women with amazing vision. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And, and just as a little aside, what why do you think back then when they did set
2: up that committee, why is it called since there are more than one school why is it called dar school committee so in 1903 they started the patriotic education committee and in 1932 it got divided three ways into what we call our national defense americanism and approved schools and then in 1960 they changed it to the dar school committee and at the time we only had one approved I think this is it, Brooke. I think this is it. When I go through and read it, this is the conclusion I've come to. Mm -hmm. We have one... True DAR School, which is Kate Duncan Smith School. And for those who are new to DAR, we call that KDS. Mm-hmm. It's located in Alabama. It was started by the Alabama Daughters. And the other four schools that we have, which is a Berry College in Georgia, Crossmore Communities for Children in North Carolina, Hillside in Massachusetts, and Hyman Settlement in Kentucky, those are our approved schools. So I think it's called the DAR School Committee because of the one school. However, when we talk about it, we talk about schools in plural. I got you. Oh, that's
0: wonderful. Yeah, that's great to hear. Now, let me ask you, to get a little more personal, and this time speaking more to our members, is there anything you can share about any new changes in the way the committee will operate during the right administration? Is there any exciting news you can share? For instance, tell us about that incredible pin. What a beautiful design, isn't it?
2: Thank you. I, I am I'm very excited about Miss what Mrs. Wright has come up with the President General. Once again, we we always put women in there with great vision, and um and it is two hearts that are intertwined. One is um one is red and one is blue, and they symbolize the schools and DAR, and they are intertwined with a white ribbon in service and friendship. So it's $30 and it's, you may purchase it at the DAR store. You can purchase that online. And I'm very excited about the pin. It's, um, I think it's the best way to be able to show your support of the schools is, is to purchase the pen. And um, I would say for new changes, I am really pleased and just really happy with how the school committee has been run um morgan lake and her team just did a tremendous tremendous job so there's not room for improvement really with (laughs) people who did such an amazing job. The one thing I am, we are changing, and I have gotten approval from the President General as we're starting the newsletter. And mm-hmm. what made me come up with that is when I was the Treasurer General, I was reaching out to the State Treasurers on Facebook because that's what we do, we go on Facebook. And I was also sending them an email. And I received emails from some of the State Treasurers saying I'm not on Facebook. And I thought to myself, Wow, I hadn't really thought about that because that's where we do so much of our communication. And when I went onto the DAR school Facebook, we're at 2,000 members, but yet we have over 187,000 daughters. So I thought if I start a newsletter, um, my committee will put it together. I've got a great committee that Mrs. Wright has, has provided to me and to the National Society. If we put a newsletter together, put it out on Facebook. I give it to the division vice chairs, to give out to the state chairs, to give out to the chapters. I think we have a higher probability of reaching more, far more of our membership. Uh, of course, my goal is 100%, but <laughs> I'd be happy it was, if it was 50%. Wouldn't
0: that be great? That sounds like a great way to
2: reach everybody much more effectively. It is, and it's not going to be some huge newsletter. We've talked about it. It's not going to come out every month. It's going to come out every other month mm-hmm. because we've decided we don't want people to feel an obligation of, of opening this all the time. And it's going to be two pages. Oh, wonderful. And we've come up with the format. So the first one should come out in August sometime, but uh, it, we want it to be somewhat short and sweet. So people understand what's going on with the schools and a little bit of history.
0: That's pretty great. And I I think with how passionate most of our uh, members are about the DAR School Committee, uh, they'll be really excited
2: about reading that newsletter. What will your committee focus on in this coming year? Um, Well, this coming year, coming up right now is Dedication Day at Kate Duncan Smith. That's coming up in September. And even though we are not having the bus tour, Mrs. Wright will be going to all the schools individually in her three years, and so we'll be inviting all of the daughters who'd like to to, to join her. And the first one is Dedication Day um, in end of September at KDS. Um, Keeping in mind that their 100th anniversary is coming up in 2024, so she will go back for that. I, I think that's the focus this year is up and running, communicating with the schools, letting them know who we are as the new committee, and we'll go from there. That's great. You've mentioned your committee members,
0: your division vice chairs, uh, national vice chairs. We'd love to hear about them and a bit about you, honestly, and your passion for
2: these projects. Okay. Uh, my, our national vice chair of, of the DAR school committee is Sammy Lackner out of Oregon. And we also have Tracy Suarez out of Florida, who is the DAR scholarship national vice chair. Jacqueline Riddell out of Washington State is friends of the schools. And we have an executive liaison and that is Lana Beth Horgan. And I would be remiss in not mentioning Morgan Lake who is our national advisor. And for those who are just listening, um, in our video version of our podcast, we do
0: show each of these uh, wonderful volunteers on the screen while Mrs. Lemongello is mentioning their names. So thank you so much for their service uh, to this committee.
2: They are rejuvenating. I'll tell you, I wasn't sure what to expect. It's, it's hard not to be around the members, and it's hard not to be around your, your national vice chairman and division vice chairs, and not be excited, because their excitement, they, they exude it. It's contagious.
0: And it's such a key for what we do in DAR. It's it's hard not, like you said, not to get passionate about it, um, it is. because it's such a key part of our, our three points of our mission. So, Well, your committee, it is such an amazing part of what we do in the Daughters of the American Revolution. I'm hoping that we can have you maybe back before too long. Uh, be sure to let
2: us know if you have any new uh, things to report. Would you come back? Absolutely. I would love to come back. I will be spending, coming in as past Treasurer General, I'll be spending a lot of time talking about the finances. What are, what are we giving? We at the National Society are incredibly blessed to be able to be so generous to, to the five schools. And so I, I think that that's one of my big things is to, to let the ladies know, this is this is what we did this quarter. This is how much money we gave. Uh, mrs atwell gave us uh, an amazing endowment of over uh, it's grown to over 25 million dollars and crossnor and kds are able to reap the rewards from that and every quarter we, we write them a check between 50 and $100,000 per school, per quarter. So, you know, we're, we're very, very generous because of the generosity of our members and the endowments that have been set up. And I think that the ladies need to be very proud because I consider the schools one of our biggest success stories in DAR. Well, thank you so much, Dawn, for being
0: with us today and come back again.
2: You're welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: So what can you expect to hear or see on a regular basis in this podcast? Well, as you saw from this episode today, we'll be getting to know our executive board members a little more personally. We'll also be interviewing our DAR service committees and finding out exactly what they're going to be doing through the right administration. But we'll also be talking about our American history, wonderful stories, talking about our uniquely American holidays and how you can get more involved in their celebration. And of course we will continue to talk about the heroic patriots that gave of themselves, their lives, and their fortunes to aid in the cause of American independence. These Patriot Profile segments are dedicated to all the patriots, known and unknown, that helped our country gain its independence. We offer to you a parade of exemplary lives and may their selfless acts of patriotism inspire each of us as well as the generations to come. I leave you with this quote by an unknown author. If you don't tell your story, someone else will. Well, that's what we hope to do in this endeavor. Thanks for listening and be well, dear friends. As we celebrate the stars and stripes forever, and remember, with all of your ancestors behind you, you are the result of the love of thousands. Story segments written by Sherry Stein and True Lewis, with editing by Chris Hertzleffler and Brookbull Master Stewart. Graphics and video segments edited by Kim Nesbitt and Cole Miller-Cohen with sound mixing by Joe Olson. Special thanks to our liaison and historian general Suzanne Heskey, to our President General Pamela Rouse Wright, and National Chair DAR School, Don Crumley Limangello for being so generous with their time. The National Society Daughters of the American Revolution is a nonprofit, profit non-political volunteer women's service organization dedicated to promoting patriotism, preserving American history, and securing America's future through better education for children. Members are all lineal descendants of those who supported the cause of independence in the Revolutionary War. For more information, please visit DAR.org. This is the DAR Today podcast.